Buongiorno, and welcome to the Global Podcast, where we keep you up to date on the latest trends and insights on diplomacy and international development. I'm your host, Jesu Antonio Baez, Director of Pax Tecum Global Consultancy, based here in London, which produces this series. In this podcast, I sit down with thought leaders, diplomats, and experts on the field, as well as provide analysis from our own team at Pax to talk more about the need for diplomacy in international development in order to foster political will around greater social impact and good. So grab your headphones and let's get on with the show. On today's episode of the Global Podcast, we're going to discuss about the global inequality around the COVID vaccine distribution and the potential implications for diplomacy in a post-COVID world. Many have been calling the COVID-19 pandemic the Great Revealer, and while it has been revealing to us who are really our friends and families during lockdowns, when loved ones reach out or don't reach out to us, or even what truly matters in this time of uncertainty, It also reveals the intentions of many nations, including the way they are handling each other during this pandemic. With the availability of COVID vaccines, most famously from Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, and others, there has been a rush for countries to acquire them in order to vaccinate their own citizens and return to to what they hope as a sense of normality. But as batches are being made at unprecedented demand and vaccination programs are underway, the chase to obtain access to these vaccines is starting to look like a scene from Survivor with the race to get the most, and it appears to be one of developed countries versus developing. The classical rich versus poor, if you'd like. Earlier this week, there were calls made by 100 developing countries to waive the trade and intellectual property rules, known also by the acronym of TRIPS, for COVID vaccines which will grant them further access to COVID vaccines at a faster pace and boost production. Even Médecins Sans Frontières, or Doctors Without Borders, the medical charity operating at the front lines of the pandemic from Yemen to Syria, gathered more than 376 signatures to support the waiver, according to Reuters. Surprisingly, however, this call to waive the rules was blocked vehemently by rich countries of the World Trade Organization, including the United Kingdom, the European Union, and the United States. Their argument was that protecting intellectual property rights encouraged research and innovation, and that suspending those rights would not result in a sudden surge of vaccine supplies. Whatever their reasoning, there has been a slew of condemnations coming in from international organizations and nonprofits, including Oxfam, with regards to the move made by these developing countries in hoarding both rights and access to the vaccine, especially when inoculation programs are generally progressing in the US, EU, and Britain, while countries such as Nigeria and Peru are still waiting for access to even acquire these vaccines. Such moves will only add to the knock-on effect of what diplomacy will look like in a post-COVID world. In the early days of the pandemic, the lack of global leadership in quelling the virus, particularly from the former US President Donald Trump, who chose to also withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization completely, left many developing countries who have been accustomed to the rallying call of the West 
initially dismayed, but gradually beginning to rely on their own resources as borders closed and global interactions ceased. With blocking swift production for developing countries and general hoarding of vaccines, as was reported to be the case of the United States with AstraZeneca batches they acquired, the revealing factors of the West or developing countries will begin to take fold. For years, Western countries have been bastions of promoting global development and sustainable development via aid agencies such as USAID or DFID in the United Kingdom, now changed to FCDO, and being the home of multiple philanthropical foundations such as the Gates Foundation. The rhetoric has been, let's help the less fortunate, whether that meant for some exploiting colonial ties, as was notoriously the case with France and its former colonies, or ensuring quid pro quo results in giving any form of assistance tied to political agendas as well. But with the reaction of many developing countries in this time of need being one of shock at the reaction of the West, alliances to the West will begin to unfold and reliance to them, either in partnership or in assistance, will slowly begin to unravel. Within a diplomatic context, we can begin to see global blocks being formed by many countries in which regions form pacts and partnerships among each other in order to safeguard interests within security, trade, and also gravitate towards former developing and now high-income countries such as China or India, which have a greater affinity for understanding Western dominance and understanding the context of the developing world. In fact, China and India have already been using their own production of vaccines to be distributed to developing countries, almost as a form of vaccine diplomacy, without a doubt buying interest and soft power in these unprecedented times where they did not previously have it. And with the turmoil of racism and political division engulfing the United States, with the slow pace of EU vaccination distribution to their own citizens, and the shock that has been the leadership of the United Kingdom under Boris Johnson during the entire pandemic since its start in early 2020, Developing countries may simply gravitate away from the Western orbit in what it seems to be an unappealing world in search for greener or more accessible pastures within their own blocks, within their own regions, or with new emerging powers such as China, which seem to understand them more and ask less questions. These consequences wouldn't take place immediately, but over time, and within 10 years, if we continue on this rich versus poor dynamic, the divide between developing and developed countries will be much harder to reverse, potentially ushering in a new age of diplomacy, one of more polarization and divide, requiring ever more diplomatic tactic in order to unite the world once more. This could be the ultimate side effect of COVID-19. That brings us to the end of this edition of the Global Podcast. I'm Jesu Antonio Baez, Director of Pax Tech and Global Consultancy, which produces this series. Please do check out our website at www paxtechumglobal.org, that's P-A-X-T-E-C-U-M-G-L-O-B-A-L.org to discover more about our work. You can also follow this podcast and the work of PAX on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you like this podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and of course subscribe on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. Join us next week for another edition, and until next time, grazie e ci sentiamo presto. Ciao!